You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. Welcome to the next episode of The Whole Truth podcast. I'm Paul Armstrong and I've just had a chat with Luke Hampson. Luke's the Managing Director of NIMI Resources. I think Luke has just pegged half of Western Australia. NIMI owns a project called MONS. Uh, MONS is right in the WA Greenstone Belt. It's a big lump of land and it's genuine greenfields exploration. They're now closing in on some fantastic nickel and lithium targets. He's been very busy behind the scenes for a long time and he's now identified a host of targets through geophysics, sampling and some drilling and he's getting right down to the pointy end of greenfields exploration with drilling going to resume in August to target lithium, nickel in the heart of Western Australia. Luke is very sincere, he calls it the way it is. He's worked very hard on this project for several years and it's getting right to the pointy end where the drilling will target some of these uh, opportunities identified by the geophysics and the previous drilling. It's a story right at the turning point. I think you'll get a lot out of this chat. Luke, I think I'm talking to the bloke who's just pegged half of Western Australia, haven't you? Yeah, it's a considerable amount of land, that's for sure. About two and a half thousand square kilometres. Yes. And how did you come to get such a big lump of land right in the heart of a highly prospective mineralizer belt? Yeah, it was a progression. Uh, back in 2015, we uh, pegged a small amount of land, uh, went out, uh, rock chip, soil sampled, uh, got a fair bit of encouragement around uh, uh, nickel in particular. Uh, it had hardly been any exploration there, probably a little bit in the early 90s, a little bit in the early 2000s, uh, looking for gold. Um, so we were the first ones, I suppose, in the area to look for anything beyond gold. Um, so we were finding uh, our cropping of uh, nickel-enriched uh, camadeite. Um, so that gave us a bit of encouragement. And that was 2015 through to 2019-20. Um, so that was all happening before you floated NIMI on the stock exchange. Yeah, that's right. This was, this yeah. was you working below the waterline, presumably, yeah. trying to piece together all these different lumps of land from here, there and everywhere. Yeah, well, we were initially drawn to the area because of gold as well. You know, underexplored, people thought there was gold there before, so we'd go and have a look. Um, but then nickel started to get a bit of momentum. Uh, about 2016, you started to see a fair bit around, you know, the, uh, the future, if you like, of nickel with the electric cars and everything else that was sort of being muted at that point. So we saw some early numbers that said there'd be a short supply of nickel so we started having a bit of a look at it and understanding what we might have. And from there, from that small holding, uh, we extended that out prior to listing. Uh, did uh, 21 holes there prior to listing, hit a significant amount of nickel, low grade albeit, but a significant amount of uh, intervals of nickel in, I think, uh, probably about 16 of those 21 holes. So, so it might, might help for a bit of context, Luke, mm-hmm. if we explain the Mons... The Mons project is actually at the northern stretch of the Forestania nickel belt, is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, so it sits probably equidistant between um, Forestania and you and me. Um, so it's a, a continuous, if you like, greenstone belt. Some pretty famous names dotted along the path. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of activity up at you and me. Everybody would be familiar with that area. Um, and certainly Forestania in terms of nickel and uh, lithium in particular. So, so people walked your ground, obviously, for many years looking for gold. There were a few holes drilled, you said? Yeah. Um, not a lot of walking of the ground because it was uh, it's quite difficult uh, terrain um, for people. Some people held the ground and never, never actually got out there. 
So um, I think it was uh, early 2000s, a bit of drilling. That's the only bit of drilling that was there, and that was uh, RAB and uh, air core drilling, so not deep, down to about 50 metres, I think, would be the maximum, maybe 70. Um, but then with the RAB or the air core, as soon as you hit hard rock, that's pretty much it for you. So we were getting hints uh, out of that data that there was uh, some ultramafic containing nickel. So, so you've got a whopping lump of land with a great address mm. at the northern extension of a world-famous, world-class nickel belt uh, that really, you're almost a pioneer, though, in many respects. You haven't got much to go on, have you? There's, no one's really done a lot of legwork for you. No, no. The soil, a little bit of soils and that little bit of drilling. Um, but initially, um, it was the geophys as well. Um, the magnetics that are there suggest that there's a greenstone belt there or suggested that. Probably not to the extent that we've found out now because we were concentrated on the more uh, prominent magnetic signature. But it, uh, we've got developed, we've actually done surveys and we've uh, merged all of the data that was available um, and, and extended that greenstone belt out to 80 kilometres. So, so cutting to the chase, cutting to today's story, Luke, what do you now know about Mons other than the fact that it's a huge lump of land, it's a great address, it's a greenstone belt. Mm. So you're ticking a lot of the key boxes thus far. But what do you now know geologically about it uh, in terms of is there any mineralisation there? Yeah. We know a lot more about it now. Um, obviously, we hit the ground running, uh, did six diamond holes, which uh, what that told us, we went down to about 870 metres and we were in nickel um, to the bottom of that hole, so that was open. So those six holes, all significant amounts of nickel with visible sulphides in them, so we had a pretty good idea we are in a fertile nickel zone at that point. From there, um, to cover that big amount of ground, we went and did uh, moving loop and, and, and in particular a big VTEM um, via helicopter uh, survey, which covered the well, probably two-thirds of the tenement holding. Now, if we were going to do just moving loop, we'd never get through that. So the VTEM was a pretty good tactic. And we came up with, I think, 39 different anomalies over you know a couple of thousand square kilometres. Um, and from there, we uh, were able to we use resource uh, potentials as our uh, geophysicists, uh, and they went through and prioritised. And I think the announcement we put out this week was the first of um, those uh, anomalies. We went and did moving loop over the top of them again and, and confirmed them. Um, and the first one is a pretty strong anomaly in, in a pretty good um, geological setting, if you like, uh, for to be a nickel massive sulphide. So we, we know a lot more around the nickel. We know we've got a big um, system there. Because you've intersected nickel, you've got assayed yeah. nickel in, in several holes, oh, haven't you? Yeah, in a lot of holes. Um, so, so you know there is nickel metal in the system? Yeah. Whether it's one system or multiple systems is still to be determined? Yeah, it's still to be determined because it's such a big area. But, you know, at this stage we're thinking it's one event, Um you know, there's so little work being done on it previously. It's a, you know, it's still open, but we think it's one event there. Um, big Kamadiite flows, and really we're looking for the. You know, we, we've established, I think, that we've got a large low grade potential there. But really, um, the icing on the cake and the thing that should be there is um, some concentrations of sulfides in, in the form of massive sulfides, and that's what the VTEM. And the moving loop's been all about is to find those concentrations. With so, you, the high you, grade. so it's a case of sort of cold, warm, warm or hot, isn't it? You're trying to close in on the areas of higher grade mineralisation. Is, yeah. is that really the name of the game? Yeah, that is. That is the name of the game. Um, 
if we wanted to just continue on and, and establish a large low-grade resource, I think we can probably do that. But um, the higher grade, uh, really that enhances the whole project. And, and, you know, in the washout, when it comes through at the end of the day, um, you know, we'll have a large tonnage there in terms of low-grade nickel, but we're also aiming to get the high-grade um, areas and that makes it much more chance of being commercial. Now, your early work has come across lithium yeah. as well yeah. and even rare earths potential. I yeah. suppose it's not surprising given the size of the lump of land in the heart of Western Australia. Mm. History would suggest that you're probably going to have one more than one mineral there if you have anything at all. Yeah. So tell us, in addition to the nickel story, you're trying to close in on the higher-grade nickel areas now. That's what the geophysics is about. Mm. So that work's going on and you're going to go and drill some of those, couple of those hot prospects, those targets that they've identified. But in parallel with that, you also mm. have some lithium exploration underway, don't you? Yeah, there's a couple of things. We've done a lot of soils. Um, we picked up some uh, really strong lithium soil anomalies, which are comparable to, to the um, uh, Mount Holland um, deposit down at uh, Forestania. So we drilled a few holes there, really just uh, single lines, exploratory holes. Uh, we came up with um, fertile pegmatites there. Um, so that, that was... That, and that was the last lot of drilling. And then we had a uh, hyperspectral survey uh, completed uh, where we mapped the pegmatites and then mapped the spodumene and uh, there was another mineral too, another uh, lithium, uh, I can't remember what that one was, but spodumene is what we're really interested in. Uh, and uh, found that uh, we've got a classic, what they call a Goldilocks zone, if you like, the contact between the greenstone belt and the, and the granites. Um, and so we're going after the more fertile areas there as per the hyperspectral survey. We've already started soil sampling over those with a view to drilling. So that's very much the same story as nickel. You've got a large lower grade area that you've now established as being mineralised, albeit lower grade. Yeah. And again, you're trying to use sampling in geophysics to close in on the higher grade yep. spodumene. Yeah, exactly. So it's really a repeat of the nickel story. It is, yeah. With, with, yeah. with replacing nickel with spodumene. Yeah, yeah. And just to complicate matters further, again, in this large lump of land, you've, you've smelled a bit of rare earths, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose the irony in this conversation is that uh, everyone's been there looking for gold. Um, we went there initially looking for gold and we're finding everything but. So um, not to say that it's not there, but we've had uh, low levels of gold, but nothing that's um, jumping at us at this stage. So... Um, yeah, the, the nickel and the, um, the lithium um, stories, I suppose, or the, the exploration that we've done, uh, that those two are coming to the forefront. But on the rare earth one, we've got a feature there that uh, presents uh, as a carbonatite. We've done some holes, uh, only, only seven holes and reasonably shallow, I suppose, of 200 metres. We've done some of those um, and we should be putting results out on that. Um, but there's also... Um, in the drilling that we've just done, we've, um, we've possibly got some rare earth anomalies in those as well that we'll, uh, we'll explore and see what happens there. But I, I would confidently say at this stage that uh, for nickel, lithium and rare earths, we've definitely got a pretty good start on um, exploring a large area and we're starting to narrow in on. So you're closing in on, on these higher grade areas. That's, mm. the, that's the whole objective here. Yeah. What can people expect over the next few months? What action are you going to make yeah. in terms of mm. advancing those three parallel stories, if you like? Um, 
Well, we've got the VTEM um, plate, which we're going to go after as a matter of priority um, for the nickel. Um, there's three other plates that are being uh, reviewed and, and modelled as we speak. Um, we've got the drilling results that we've uh, just completed, where we've got a couple of really good nickel targets there as well. Um, in terms of the lithium, um, we've got the obvious one that we put out, um, which is about 1.3 kilometres from the drill line. Um, the hyperspectral uh, points that out. But there's a number of other um, anomalous areas, according to the uh, hyperspectral survey, that we're going to go after as well. And we've already started doing soils over those. So in terms of on the ground, we're already doing soils as we speak. Uh, Fergus is our geologist. He's on site um, doing soil uh, sampling. Uh, we've got a drill program that we're putting together now, which we're hoping to uh, uh, get it, get, in, uh, get the drill on the ground around the, probably the end of August, I think, with all the approvals. So POWs have already started to go through. Uh, heritage notices are being issued. Um, so that process will probably take you know four to six weeks, I think. So um, by the end of August, we want to be drilling again um, at a lot better or a lot more resolved targets, if you like, around lithium and uh, nickel. Uh, and the rare earth uh, and a few other things that we're seeing, we'll continue to progress them and try to understand uh, what the source of those anomalies are. So the story's starting to get a pointy nose on it, isn't it? Yeah. After yeah. uh, yeah. a lot of broad brush sort of work, which you'd expect yeah. in, a, in a lump of land that yeah. size, yeah. you're closing in on your areas of interest You've got drilling coming up in August. I mean, the company's at a bit of a turning point, isn't it? It's reached a, a pivotal uh, chapter in its evolution and to the extent that you've gone from broad brush exploration now into some much more focused targeted drilling supported by yeah, yeah. the assays you've got thus far and the geophysics results. Yeah. It's a uh, greenfields exploration is a somewhat tedious business early on. You've endured that phase, mm. but it's, it sounds like it's getting to the point now where you know, you've, got, you've got a good chance of a of the sort of sniff that would uh, send the share price on a run. Yeah, it could well do. I mean, uh, I, I feel that way in terms of where we're at and the upcoming drilling. Uh, the, these are the best targets that we've had so far, and, and that's the evolution of the the process. And what's yeah. the company's market cap at the moment, Luke? Uh, around 20, I think, 20 million. Yeah. So the leverage is enormous. Well, yeah. Yeah. If, yeah if, we get, if we get this right, and we are, if we are right, um, yeah. Now, the chairman's done this before, Simon Lilly's the... He's the chairman of DeGray. Uh, mm. Our listeners would be aware that DeGray is obviously one of the greatest gold discoveries of modern times in Australia, up, up in the uh, the Pilbara region there, multi-million ounce gold discovery that, that Simon's played a key role in. He, he's got a bit of an appetite for this story too, hasn't he? he he's hoping that uh, lightning might strike twice for him there. I think so, yeah. 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 He seems uh, – well, I got Simon on board um, oh, a couple of years ago before, before we listed – um, and that was really around the, the nickel potential. Um, and, and he saw, I think, that the, the nickel market was moving. Um, also saw that there wasn't a lot of new um, areas being explored for nickel. And that aligned a little bit with his DeGray story, because uh, as he'll tell you, uh, everyone said there's no gold in the Pilbara, um, and they've managed to find quite a bit. So uh, I think, you know, Simon understands that uh, the real opportunities are really the real greenfield opportunities. Um, there is a lot of exploration that goes around existing assets, um, and that's fair enough too because, you know, those things, those things can extend. But it's rare to, as we have got it, have a 2,500 square kilometre greenstone belt that hardly anyone's touched. 
It's where fortunes are made, isn't it? It's where the, uh, the the really big money can be made from a greenfield's fine. The sort of nickel or lithium thing you're talking about is is a rural company making life-changing stuff. Yeah, and, and look, it's not a unique story by any stretch. If you look at a lot of the uh, major discoveries over the last 20 years, other people have had the ground before. They've had some smoke there or some hints, but, you know, that you, it's a lot of work to understand what you're looking at and, and you know, a lot of work physically on the ground as much as the analysis that goes into it. This area, though, it would benefit from the modern exploration techniques, wouldn't it? I oh, mean, yeah. particularly the geophysics. Yeah, absolutely. The world's come a long yeah. way there. Yeah, well, you know, if you read um, the uh, annual reports of some of the people who have been there before, you know, the, the, the um, thickness of the bush in some areas was uh, prevented them from actually putting a foot on the ground. So, um, you know, even though it's only, what are we, 370 kilometres northeast of Perth, um, it's still, you know, pretty difficult country. Um, so... Yeah, people have held it probably based on the same sort of thoughts we might have had or other people have had around gold, but never actually got out there. So um, the geophys is is a big help. And, and that's why you did such a large VTEM um, survey, was to get a, a handle on, you know, we knew this greenstone up there because we've actually rock chipped all the way up to the top and understood that there is some outcropping at the top there that is uh, has got nickel in it. So we knew that uh, this thing could possibly go the whole... 80-kilometre strike, um, and then we, as I said before, we merged all of the magnetic uh, data sets that we could get uh, and started to understand that there's, you know, there's a lot of structure there. And from there, um, the VTEM has been a bit of a breakthrough. So it sounds like you've already got, as I said to that point here, and there's a bit of action coming up, mm. uh, a lot of action coming up from August, really. The, 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 rigs, the rigs will be turning and chasing the, the nickel the lithium, yep. and even having another go at the, the rare earths. There's clearly smoke on the rare earths front of, mm. as well. Yeah. But it's obviously the, the lithium, the nickel, that mm. uh, is probably the hottest prospect, fair to say. Yeah, most evolved, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So so a lot, lot coming up there. Luke, thanks for your help you and your time. You've obviously done a lot of work below the, the waterline. You don't always get a lot of thanks for that in this business, do you? It's mm. As I said, it's tedious. It can be hard work, but you're spending shareholders' money, so you've got to make sure that you you know the holes you drill You've got good reason for for putting them where you do. Yeah, well, I suppose to summarise that we're 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 a very aggressive explorer. So um, you know we've only been listed for less than two years. We've done a reasonable amount of drilling and uh, we've done a large scale VTAM, a lot of moving loop. So uh, even though it's a big area, um, I think we've uh, we've gone at it pretty aggressively, um, and I think we're probably on the on the cusp now of, of being able to narrow down to what we're really looking for. And in terms of the, whether you get a lot of thanks or not, I think the work's good, good fun at the, you know, at the core of it, especially if you think you're, you're onto something. Um, it, it's genuine Greenfields exploration, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Well, good luck with it, and uh, we'll watch this space carefully over the next few weeks. I look forward to uh, seeing those rigs turning on the, on the nickel and the lithium. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Luke. You've been listening to The Whole Truth. A Resources Rising Stars podcast, produced by Resource Media, hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice, and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions. Listener.